0: Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Bear Bears, the podcast where I talk about mental health issues, or rather my mental health issues, around my body image, my weight loss journey and anything else that comes to mind. Well, what a... I'm... Yep, as you can see, I'm a little bit speechless. So, what I'd like to do for this episode is I... I want to answer some of the comments and correspondence I've had about the podcast. Um, I'm going to do the thing that I said last week where I'm going to play a couple of inserts of stuff that I've recorded throughout the week. And then I want to talk about some tips for better mental health. And the reason I'm kind of speechless at the moment is, is because of that correspondence. Thankfully, I haven't had one negative comment, and I'll be honest, I was expecting some, because it's the nature of some people. Some people are assholes, and some people want to bring you down, and I, I just expected to get at least one, you know, kind of nasty, hurtful comment, or somebody being a bit, you know, arrogant, they say, oh, yeah, it's a good podcast, but it could be better, you know, or things like that. But no, I've literally had none. Uh, one friend did mention that I should stop saying it's not a professional podcast because it's coming across as well developed and produced. And, you know, I'll take that. That's, that's a fantastic compliment. Um, they've also offered to be a guest, actually, and you will hear from them, they will be on the show because they, they've, you know, they've said to me that they also have body image issues, but theirs will be from a completely different perspective. And I think that's important because, as I keep saying, this podcast isn't just to help me, it's, it's to help other people. And if I want to help other people, then I need to look at all the issues. Around body image and things like that. So to get this other perspective, I think will be great. Um, and as I said, could you know it could help other people. I got a, a very interesting and entertaining email from uh, from a guy whose first language isn't English, and he went to the trouble of translating the entire email. And it was a long email using Google Translate. Which is dangerous because we've all heard the stories about how how bad Google Translate can be at times. Um, yes, it's great, but sometimes for for big long paragraphs, it can be kind of problematic with its with its translation. Uh, so in the beginning, he actually said, "I hope it doesn't come across as shitty," and then explained that he'd use Google Translate. And you know what? It didn't come across as shitty at all. It came across as a really nice, encouraging email. It, it gave a, a personal insight into into this fella. Um, and it, he gave a few, a few bits of advice and some, some tips to help me. And it was really lovely to receive. And it was a really interesting read. So thank you to that. And thank you for your comments, if you're listening, um, and for your time. It was very much appreciated. A few people got in touch to say that some of the things I'm saying resonate with them, and I hope they resonate in a way that tells you you're not alone. And if you want to talk, you know how to get hold of me. You can send me an email. There is a link in the show notes. Please, please do get in touch if you have to, if you if you need to, or if you want to. I'm very grateful to every one of you who got in touch, and I welcome any and all feedback. And talking to Feedback, a couple of people got in touch about their new theme music. So I I think Toby did an absolutely amazing job with it. One of my favourite shows growing up was The Clothes Show. It was my regular Sunday night viewing. And it was the Pet Shop Boys who did the theme tune for that. It's a track called In The Night. It's a brilliant track. I absolutely love it. And I love The Clothes Show. And my new theme tune, thanks to Toby, always reminds me of that because they're both... Upbeat and yeah, I just I love it. And you should hear his wife sing. She has the most amazing voice. I once described her her voice as um, that that she could warm a cold cup of coffee. And yeah, it it really does. It's it's a brilliant. She's such a great voice. They uh, they've re-recorded. They've re-recorded a few tracks. They've done a few covers, and they they are. His production is absolutely amazing, and her voice is just stunning. They're an adorable couple, and I love them dearly.
1: Please leave your message after the tone.
0: I'm lying in bed. It's just gone five o'clock, and I'm about to get up so that I can go on the night shift. (sighs) My head is just wrecked. I'm... It's in a bad place right now, and I don't want to go to work. Not because I don't enjoy my job, I absolutely love my job. I just don't want to have to leave bed at the moment. I don't want to leave where I am. I feel safe here, and I want to stay here. Because I'm... If I stay here, then no-one has to see me, and no-one has to see how heavy I am. That's where I'm at right now. So right now I'm having a good moment, and as I said, I think it's important to document the, the different mood swings that I go through. I have I, I'm still in work. Uh, I've got another hour and ten minutes before I finish my night shift, and I've just been for a wee. And uh, when I finished, I'm washing my hands at work. We have this massive mirror in the bathroom, and I turned and looked at myself. And I thought, you know what? Actually, your beard's on point. You look, you look good. You you look, you look kind of attractive to to people. Or rather, I think I look kind of attractive to people. I think I'm looking good. It helps that I'm wearing black. Um, and given the fact that I've just finished, well, I'm coming close to finishing a night shift. I think how I look is quite impressive. So, that's one of the mood swings I go through. I don't know how long it'll last. Um, but you know, I enjoy it whilst I've got it my mood has dropped i'm i think it could be because i'm at work i've got a couple of hours left uh before i finish this night shift um it, it's just gone 6 a.m so we're just under two hours left before i finish uh, and i just yeah My mood has dropped, I'm in a very negative space, and this is the point where this is a danger zone for me because I comfort eat. And where I work, we have a full kitchen and I have access to food. The good thing is there's, there's some food that I can't have because I'm vegan. I say can't. I can if I want, but I won't. But there's a lot of food that I could have. Um, And I do have, um, we have a staff fridge, so I do have a stash of vegan stuff in there. Um, And I just, I could devour it all. I'm just, I'm not going into the kitchen. I'm not going to get up from where I am. I'm going to do what I can to hope this mood passes or to try and help it pass. I just, yeah. I'm not, I'm, yeah, not in a good place at the moment. It's
1: not great. Just leaving work, I have had a bad night, and this now this now is where I am potentially going to enter a danger zone because I am going to pass the plaza the the big um, service station on my way home, and it's going to take all my goddamn willpower not to pull in there and get something to eat. And I hate that I hate that I have to do this. I hate that I have to I have to use this willpower to not do that. What is wrong with me? Where I have to eat because i'm because I'm stressed or angry or down or happy or whatever? Do you know what is wrong with my fucking relationship with food that this is the state I get into so did I stop at the plaza?" You're damn right I did. I knew I would. I knew my willpower would cave. I knew I would have to pull in. So I pulled in and I sat in the car for a few minutes, thinking, no, don't get out, don't get out, don't get out, don't get out, and I got out. And this is the way my brain works. This is what I go through. This is the, the stupidness. Because I start to say to myself, no, I'm a, I am deserve this. Why can't I have it? I've had a bad night. I'm allowed to have something to cheer myself up. The problem is, when I get in there, I go overboard. So, I promised myself I would get something. Not as a treat, but just as a way of stopping me getting anything else. So, I bought two bottles of cherry coke. One for me, and one for himself, because I always buy us two, because we both live it. And they're rarely... it's rarely around in the shops here, so it's always a nice treat. Excuse me. There you go, there's some cherry coke for you. And I've bought a couple of refills for a vape, because I'm a nasty vapor, which personally I believe is better than being a smoker, which I used to be. And then I bought two hash brands, which is much better than what I would normally have bought, because normally I would... Go down the the donut aisle and have a look at the vegan donuts and maybe get one of those. I might get a, a, a lovely vegan sausage roll that they've started doing, which are beautiful. And then I would go to the deli counter and I would have a wrap filled with onions, mushrooms and hash browns. But instead, I for went all that. I passed it and I just got the two hash browns to say to myself, that's my treat for having a bad night to try and cheer myself up. I feel a little bit bad about doing it because I wish I'd got the willpower to not do it. But I also feel good because I'm recognizing that this is a danger area. And I'm recognizing that, um, you know, that there, there are ways and means around it. And just because I I feel the need to buy something and I feel the need to comfort eat, then I, I can stop myself by not doing it that way. So yeah, two hash browns, two
0: bottles of cherry coke and some bakery refill, that's all I bought. And I think, for me, that's quite the achievement. So I've been a bit naughty tonight. Um, So I'm working a night shift, and I also had a meeting before my night shift started. So I said to... uh, We have our in-laws with us at the moment, so I said to them and to my husband uh, not to include me in the evening meal, because I'd be leaving early and before I went to bed I went on to Just Eat and ordered a takeaway so that I could have something to eat when I finally get to work which won't be for another 15 minutes or so and when I woke up and came out dinner was actually ready and I had been included in it which I'm, I, I, I'm thrilled at uh, actually what I said was don't include me and then she said they were doing baked potatoes and I said well I'll do them and I can take them with me uh, and by the time I got to the bedroom, I completely forgot I'd said that. I ordered this takeaway, and then I still came out and ate the baked potatoes. And I'm just about to go and collect my takeaway. So this was this was me. I'm not comfort eating. I, I'm not down eating or anything like that. It's just it's something I shouldn't have done, but it's something that I did without even thinking. And I wonder is that something I need to look at? Do I do I eat subconsciously? do I do I eat without thinking about it because if I am then I need to find a way to get past that so that was a few clips from throughout the week and as you can see it's been a bit of an up and down week uh, it's I think it's important to to do that kind of thing to let you know how things are going and what's going on in my head and I'm not going to say that that every week there's going to be any positives in there there could be times when they're all negatives but i still think i obviously conversely there could be times where it's all positive but i i still think it's important to explain and and to for my own benefit to understand what thought processes i i go through during the week <laughs> so the main thing i want to talk about in this week's episode is how i deal with things uh when i know my mental health is bad when my when my emotional well-being isn't great because emotional well-being as i so i give talks on mental health to to university students um up and down the country. And I talk about emotional well-being because emotional well-being isn't the absence of emotion. It's, it's our ability to understand the value of our emotions and how we can use them to move forward in positive directions. And the last thing I do as part of these talks is I, I give 10 tips for people to have better to help people have better mental health and i'm going to go through six of those now because although i give 10 not all of them work for me and if if you look at all 10 because i'll put all 10 on the website and i'm going to make a, a little downloadable pdf for you um but if you look at all 10 you might find that, that not all of them will work for you and that's fine it's finding the balance of those that do work and that help you have better mental health and better emotional well-being so I'm gonna go through the six that work for me out of the ten and as I said I'll put the ten on on the on the website so the first one is it's about setting realistic goals there's there's no point in setting goals that are impossible something that you cannot possibly achieve i would love nothing more than to walk on mars it's never ever gonna happen so why would i punish myself by setting a goal that that, that i'm not going to be able to do i would love to i would love to lose all my weight overnight. I don't want to go through the slow process of losing weight even though the slow process is better. I would like to lose all my weight overnight. Again, it's, it's not going to happen. It, it's literally not going to happen. It is absolutely impossible. So instead, we set realistic goals. And with regard to my weight loss, a realistic goal could be that I want to lose five stone and that goal could be achievable but if i want to give myself better mental health i should make that goal smaller so what i do is i say i want to lose half a stone that's 7 pounds through the various diet programs you can do and through like my fitness pal and that you can you can lose 2 pounds a week so in the space of 4 weeks i can have lost my 7 pounds 2 pounds a week is doable It's easily doable, £2 a week. So that becomes my realistic goal, losing £7. And when I've done that, I can start a new goal and say, I'm going to lose another £7. Because there's nothing wrong with repeating that goal. The goal just has to be realistic and achievable. So tip number one, set realistic goals. Tip number two, break up the monotony. So do you travel to work the, the, the same route every day? Do you take the same bus? Do you walk the same way? Do you get the same lift? Do you get the same train? When you're on that bus or train, do you sit in the same seat if it's available? At lunchtime, do you go to the same cafe and sit in the same seat and have the similar food? change it. I have have two or three different ways I can drive to work. So I alternate them. I may go to work via the motorway and come home via the old road. I may sit in one seat at the dining table to eat lunch one day and sit in another seat the next day. And even something as simple as Changing the wallpaper on your phone or your computer. Moving your apps around. Breaking up the monotony can just, it, it's its like they say, a change is as good as a rest. Breaking up the monotony can really benefit your mental health and your emotional well-being. So try that. Tip number three. Surround yourself with good people. Now, this might seem like like common sense. But how many people, how many times do you spend time with people that you don't really want to spend time with or have to spend time with? People who are a bad influence. People who are mood hoovers. People who constantly suck all the joy out of everything. Now, it's okay to be A person who does take the joy out of something occasionally because we might all be going through something. So it's okay to be that person. But if that person is constantly doing it and it's bringing you down, step away from them. If the person's beliefs and values don't align with yours, step away from them. Years ago, um, myself and my husband were very good friends with a lovely couple who lived around the corner from us. We got very close to them. We met them through social media. We got very close to them, uh, to the point where they went on a holiday and Brad moved in and looked to their house and looked after their kids whilst they are away. We socialised together and they came to our party after our civil partnership. They bought us gifts to celebrate our civil partnership. And a few years after our civil partnership Ireland uh, held a referendum on civil marriage and asked the nation should should they allow it should they change the constitution to allow same-sex marriages and this couple actively campaigned against it we discovered just how homophobic they were and we had no clue we had no idea and As a gay man, I don't want to spend time with homophobic people. And it was horrible to discover this couple we'd we'd come so close to were actually vile, nasty homophobes. So we broke all ties. Other than the odd attack online from them uh, or... That kind of thing. We haven't spoken or had anything to do with them ever since. Because I don't need to surround myself by neg- with negative people. So don't. You don't have to do it either. Surround yourself. Tip number three. Surround yourself with good people. Tip number four. Give of yourself. And by that I mean volunteer for something you will be amazed at how 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 mental health wise how beneficial mental health wise volunteering for something can be you should volunteer to give something back but what you get from it for your emotional well-being will be tenfold and you don't have to volunteer weekly you could do something monthly There are lots of organisations out there, lots of charities and groups that need people with different skills who can give them a couple of hours a week or a couple of hours a month. There's one organisation in Ireland that only asks for two hours a month. Surely you can afford to give that kind of time. Lots of them are similar. If you tell them what you can offer... They will make it work because they want volunteers. And I guarantee wherever you are, there will be an organization that recruits volunteers for different organizations. Giving something back, giving your time back, the feelings you get from it can be incredibly beneficial. You feel so, so good about doing something for somebody else. So, yeah. Tip number four, give of yourself. Tip number five, quiet your mind. So there are many different ways to do this and meditation is one of the biggest ones. And when I say this to some of the groups that I give this talk to, you can see some of the faces are a bit... Do you know they they've heard all the stigma around meditation they think it's new wave it's new age they think it's it's you know it has all the the words hippies associated with it and this is this is crap this is rubbish you'll be amazed just how easy meditation is and how often you do it without actually realizing that you are meditating i don't consider what i do Meditating, what I consider what I do to be quietening my mind, to have some quiet time. So what I do every day, without fail, be it for five minutes or be it for an hour, I sit alone in a quiet room, no phone, no TV. No radio, no Kindle, no laptop, no nothing. The dogs are in a completely different room. We have two adorable dogs who are desperate for attention all the time. And they are that adorable that they deserve the attention. And I give them attention because I just love my doggies. But for my quiet time, I'm away from them. As I said, it could be five minutes. It could be 30 minutes. It could be 10 minutes. It could be an hour. But I do this every day. And I find it centers my thoughts, it centers my emotions, it makes me, if I have decisions to make, it gives me a bit of clarity and ease to make those decisions. But either way, it frees up my head. I stop thinking about the negative stuff and positive stuff just starts to wash in. Now, sometimes, I'll be honest, sometimes I have to force that positivity to come through initially. But once it starts, it's always coming through. It's always there. And some days it's in floods. Some days I finish this quiet time and I have this big, broad grin on my face. Then there are other days where I only get the one or two positive thoughts. But I have still spent time letting everything just settle and go quiet. And my mental health benefits from it. So, tip number five quiet your mind. So, now on to tip number six. And this is the biggest one. This is the most important one. If you don't pay attention to the previous five, or if you look at the handout that I'm going to stick on the website, the little downloadable PDF with all 10 tips on it, if you look at that and ignore all the other nine, as long as you follow this one, you will have vastly improved mental health and emotional well-being. This, as far as I'm concerned, is the most important tip I can give you. Tip number six, Get help when you need it. Earlier this year, for various reasons, my mental health took a a nosedive and I started isolating myself. I had a lot going on in my head um, and I was struggling to cope with it. And people picked up on this and people went to my boss, who also happens to be a very, very close and good friend. And he called me to one side and said he was speaking as a friend and as my manager. And he pointed out that I'm isolating myself, that my patience are very short. And he said, maybe you need to talk to someone. Now, more often than not, I would pick up on this myself. And after I would go and I would talk to somebody, but this time I hadn't. And I think I hadn't because my mental health had got that bad that I was trying to just deal with everything rather than getting the help that I needed. And I didn't acknowledge that I needed to talk. So on his advice, off I went. I got therapy. Uh, I had six sessions and by the end of it, I felt completely different. I managed to get out things that I'd been bottling up. I managed to talk through my issues and my problems. I managed to to discuss things. Now, we didn't answer all the issues or all the problems, but the weight that was lifted by sharing these improved my mental health vastly. There are loads of organisations out there that will listen to you. Free phone organisations, drop-in centres, group sessions, online chat systems. There are loads, and I mean loads. A quick Google search will give you phone numbers and websites of places you can go, where you can go and talk to people. Because I promise you, talking really does help. I don't like the saying, a problem shared is a problem halved, because I think a problem shared, it just means that somebody else now has a bit of gossip about you. But in saying I don't like it, it is true that a problem shared is a problem halved. You just have to be careful who it is you're sharing that problem with. And sharing it with a stranger, sharing it with a qualified stranger a therapist can be massively massively beneficial and really really help so i beg if you ignore all the other tips never ever ignore this one get help when you need it please so there you go, there's six tips for better mental health, and as I said, they're usually ten. So I will create a little PDF and I will stick it on the website or a link in the show notes where you can download it and have a read of all ten. And I promise if you if you do some of them, they they will help your emotional well-being and your and your mental health. So that's another podcast done. I, I I genuinely do think that after even though I've only done two and this is the third I genuinely do think they're helping because it's letting me get a stream of consciousness out there and the positive comments I'm getting are really helping people saying they want to keep listening to know what's going on and whether they're doing that to be encouraging, whether they're doing that to be nosy, do you know it doesn't matter, the fact that they're taking their time to comment it, it's, very, it's massively appreciated excuse me appreciate it and it's I I genuinely think it's it, it, it's helping so I'm always looking for feedback feel free to to get in touch there are links in the show notes as how to get in touch and if you think you'd like to be a guest if you've got a story to tell about your own mental health or your own body image issues um, your own weight loss journey then please do get in touch Um, let's talk Let, let's make it happen come on be a guest we don't need to be in the same location, there are ways and means around it. You can still be a guest while sat in your own home. Uh, but sit there with a cup of tea, I'll have a cup of tea and do you know what, we'll just have a chat and I'd love to have you on. So do, if you've got a story, do get in touch. But until next time, thank you again for listening and I will see you soon, bye bye.